Sisters in the Shadows is in aid of Nordif Robbins. Nordif Robbins is the largest independent music therapy charity in the UK, dedicated to enriching the lives of people affected by life-limiting illnesses, isolation or disability. Their music therapists are expertly trained to tune into each movement, reaction and expression of the individuals they work with to discover how music can enrich their lives. They are absolutely brilliant. But they receive no government funding and so rely on the generosity of their supporters. Charities like Nordif Robbins are really struggling these days and need your help more than ever. As a musician and a music lover, I know firsthand of the healing powers of music. It can lift your spirits, unite people and touch your heart in ways nothing else can. And the amazing therapists at Nordif Robbins use that power to help some of the most vulnerable people in society. If you love music and care about people, and I know you do, I ask you as a proud ambassador of Nordif Robbins Music Therapy Charity to help support their important work today. Just go to nordof-robbins.org.uk to find out more. That's nordof-robbins.org.uk. I'm Colette Cooper and welcome to Sisters in the Shadows, Women in Blues and Jazz. This is the podcast that shines a light on the amazing female trailblazers in the genre. Today's show is dedicated to Aretha Franklin. Yes, I know I've already dedicated a show to her before, but hey guys, this is Aretha we're talking about, okay? She's earned two dedications. And with the new biopic of Aretha called Respect, starring Jennifer Hudson, and the National Geographic series Genius, starring Cynthia Erivo, out this year, today we're highlighting Aretha's many appearances in film, TV, and on soundtracks. As an actor, her most famous role was that of Mrs. Murphy, who ran the Soul Food Cafe in the Blues Brothers, and later in the sequel, Blues Brothers 2000. You Before that, she had a one-off role in the US high school TV drama, Room 222, in 1972, portraying Inez Jackson, a spiritual advisor, and sang Guide Me Thy Great Jehovah. In 1991, Aretha famously appeared as herself in the hit US sitcom, Murphy Brown singing at the piano with star Candice Bergen. She also sang the theme song to the 1985 film, Jumping Jack Flash, and appears in the video with Whoopi Goldberg, Keith Richards, and Ronnie Wood. Now, Amazing Grace, the documentary of her legendary performance at the New Temple Missionary Baptist Church in LA, was filmed in 1972, but due to technical reasons, 
it was not released at the time. Producer Alan Elliott corrected the film and attempted to release it in 2011, but for reasons unknown, Aretha blocked it. The film was finally released by her estate after her death in 2018 to critical acclaim. Amazing She also contributed to the jazz soundtrack for Stations of the Elevated with Charles Mingus and appears in the landmark documentary Muscle Shoals about the legendary studio in Alabama. It's difficult to measure Aretha's cultural impact, but her music is often used to illustrate key scenes in films, scenes that depict strength or dignity. They play respect. Love scenes often use You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. In fact, Aretha's amazing back catalogue has been used over 300 times in film and TV soundtracks like Green Book, Grey's Anatomy, Forrest Gump, Goodfellas, The Big Chill and many, many more. And the rest is history. Uh, my guest today is the gorgeous and lovely Fiona Ross. She's an absolute diamond. She's an, a multi-award-winning vocalist and composer, pianist, as well as an insightful journalist. And her music is just incredible. Now, I spoke to Fiona a couple of days ago and asked her when she first realized she could sing. My mother will tell you that I was singing before I could do anything. Like I in can my imagine, pot. I can see that. And I had this crazy kind of stage school um, mum, in fact, you know the film Gypsy with Natalie Wood? Right, yes, yes, she, I my do. My mum is exactly like like uh, the mum in that. Well she's, done, <laughs> well, she's done something right, let me tell you. Well, thank you. But they, yeah, it was, it was just always, I think my parents must have seen something or kind of yeah. um, felt something from a very young age because I've just always done it. I, you know, I never made that choice. I, I, I've never had a moment when I was like, right, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I've just always done it. Uh, and yeah. that's what you were meant to do. You were born well, to do that. And what about the piano as well? Did you did you start learning the piano when you realised, you know, oh, I, I can sing. This is this is nature for me. Did you feel then that you went into the piano at a very early age? Or? Yeah, well, I started um, learning piano at the age of six. Wow. So and, and I think, you know, right from the word go, um, uh, the word go, I was uh, I had dance lessons, drama lessons, music yeah. lessons. Um, as I say, from a very young age. So yeah, I've, I've started piano lessons when I was six. Well, going back to when you say dance lessons, because you do actually have the best legs in the business, don't you? <laughs> you must have been told that. <laughs> and you've you. got that, you've got classic movie star looks as well. You've got the full package going oh, you're, on. You're being honestly far too kind. No, but it's true. I mean, you've, you've heard all this before. Well, thank you. But I mean, I, and I think about this a lot. And I think, you know, thinking about kind of uh, chatting to you, I was kind of thinking, well, I wonder what Colette's going to want to talk about and kind of questions. You! And... What to talk about you! <laughs> well, but I was, yeah, I was thinking about kind of the women in my life and kind of, you know, what, you know, why I am, who I am. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, my dad was obsessed 
with all the old school Hollywood glamour. And in yeah. fact, talking of legs, I remember from a young age him saying that Sid Charisse had the best show, you know, best legs in the in yeah. show business. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think I've just grown up, grown up with that kind of, you know, I hopefully classy old school glamour. You really, really, <laughs> really have got that. I mean, those legs. Do you still dance? <laughs> well, not professionally. Um, but I did well, what dance I do around now, the living room. I dance all, all the time around the living yeah, room. In fact, yeah. I quite often I have a, a, um, a playlist that I tend to put on depending on what mood I'm in late yeah. at night with kind of Earth, Wind and Fire, Chaka Khan. Yeah. And I just I literally just dance around the house. Yeah, yes. you've got fabulous legs. We're jealous, aren't we, Jake? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, fantastic. And, you know, some of the music, um, your music is just wonderful. I love, I love, love, love for my dad oh that is a beautiful I mean it's all beautiful but that is so piercing and it really the hairs you know all my hairs stand on them when I listen to that it's just beautiful oh thank you I mean that's a really hard one I have to say to perform I bet um and I remember um I I had a gig back in the days when we could uh, (laughs) go to venues and gig and do all that wonderful thing um I had a gig at the 606 uh, and, and I had my full band there uh, and um, uh, I hadn't released that album, but I'd just yeah. written that song. Uh, and I said to kind of um, my guitarist, I said, oh, yeah, I fancy actually, you know, maybe, maybe just doing this as a kind of, you know, a little preview, if you like, of the yeah. album. Uh, and because that one was just piano and vocal, I thought, well, I'll just do that one. So I didn't really think about the song. I just thought, well, that's easy. The band, you know, I haven't worked with the band yet. Yeah. Uh, and, but then I started singing it and I got really choked up. I was kind of like, like oh, goodness, <laughs> you know, um, it, it's, yeah, it's hard to do that one. Because um, obviously yeah. it resonates and it means a lot to you. And yeah. It's a really, I mean, I, I was choking up listening to it, you know. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I say thank you. It's one of those things because I get that. Some, and I'm sure the same for some of your material. When someone from the audience or someone listening actually is in tears or it moves them to that extent, you kind of, you're not sure what to say to that because. Well, I don't know if they get choked up. They might want to choke me. Well, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, it's like it's kind of like when someone, you know, there's another song I, that I've written mm. called "Fix Me," uh, yes, and um, there was someone came uh, came up to me afterwards and said that song. She said I was in tears the whole time, and you kind of like, well, do I say thank you? I'm like, I didn't want to make you cry. <laughs> but, you know, but you're <laughs> moving people, you know, you you're moving and. Well, I, I emotions hope so. are riding with what you're doing, and that's a beautiful thing. No, thank you. You really are being really, far really, too really, kind. Colette. No, I'm just, you know, I've really. I've just you've got such a such um unusual voice as well you've been told that many times well it's one of those things and um no one ever says I sound like anyone and I yeah I don't I don't know how I did that I think it's just my influences from kind of growing up yeah um but of course I you know I, I prefer your voice for example I, 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 I love sound like that. a gay yes. man Fiona no but I love that <laughs> You know I do. No, I honestly I do, and I think that because my mm. voice is kind of quite thin and quite high, I I love, but I love voices that have got that depth and richness, which which I I don't have. Well, um, I think you, you know? do. You just have it in a different well, way. Well, you know, you. resonates differently, but you definitely have that depth and richness. Um, I know what you're saying because I was I'm still am obsessed with uh, Kate Bush. Oh and, yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I often try and. Um, try and sing a couple of her songs and it doesn't happen very well for me so oh I love um, a good Kate Bush song <laughs> so anybody who's got a really you know, 
good, clean, uh, higher range is just I fascinated because it's it's bloody hard, you know, to to sing like you do. That's hard. That no, is hard. Well, thank you. But as I say, I, I kind of prefer your voice. Well, you like, like say, you like that sound of a gay man, then, you know. I do. Exactly. But you know, so you had you were you had all these influences growing up. I mean, mm. like we all do. And, and and the very first person, you know, in the jazz world, who really kind of you thought, wow, and stuck with you. Who would you who would you think? Well, do you know what? I think there's two people I kind of single out really because you know, as I say, my my dad kind of you know thrust upon me um old school kind of Hollywood films. Yeah. So you 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 know Judy Garland, yeah. um, you know, at that type of it was a huge, huge thing. But he was also um really obsessed with Nina Simone and in fact I've still got the vinyl um that I remember him giving to me when I was little and it's funny because I was watching a documentary about Nina Simone the other day and one of the songs from that album I can't I honestly can't remember which one it was and came on and I knew every word and I was thinking I don't I don't remember the last time I actually sang that song and I'm like gosh where did that come from so I think yeah Nina Simone and I think also as a pianist as well because obviously she was classically trained as as a pianist as was I and then kind of moved into jazz so I think Nina Simone and I think the other one I especially pick out from a young age is when I started exploring jazz you know everyone was talking about Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Ford all all the kind of legends and Billie Holiday and I remember I think I was about 11. I was like, okay, but who is this Billy Holiday? I, you know, it sounds like someone I should listen to. Yeah. Uh, and I got, it was like a greatest hits uh, of Billy Holiday. Um, and I remember listening to start with and thinking, oh, I don't get it. She's not like Ella. She's not, she yeah. doesn't have that technical expertise. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it until I heard Strange Fruit. Yes. Yeah, so and then I was like, whoa, hang on. Yeah. What? What's this about? Um, And then, so I think I had that contrast of kind of Billy's vulnerability, the emotion, the rority, um, compared with your Nina Simone, Ella, kind of that difference. So I I think, yeah, Nina and Billy, I would say in particular, with with a bit of Ella thrown in. I think they're the first ones. And and, yeah, and you you mentioned Aretha Franklin as well, Mm. somebody who resonated with you. I wanted to be Aretha Franklin. Uh, without a doubt (laughs) well you know when you go through that phase when you're kind of young um, and I think especially um, as a girl um, and you kind of you think that you want to look like someone else or you think that you know you should be like someone else Uh, and I was at because my mum also she wanted me to be Julie Andrews which I and I love Julie Andrews but that wasn't my I I love her (laughs) but but my dream was not to be the next Julie Andrews but my mum wanted me to be but you know I wanted to be Aretha Franklin at 100% well, you know, Aretha Franklin, I mean, phew, I mean, you know, she she was something else, wasn't she? I mean, oh, no, she, so she can completely relate to. And she, she the truth she had, you know, when she was oh, the power and the I power think, and yeah. the presence and just her everything she stood for was just amazing. Well, that's the key thing, isn't it? Because, you know, her, her songs, of course, are amazing, but the impact, and even if I think of a song like, I don't know, Respect, yes. you know, you don't have to be 
a musician, a singer, you know, you know, anyone can listen to that song and instantly feel motivated, instantly feel, do you know what? I can take on the world. I absolutely can. And it's okay to be whoever I want to be. Yeah, Yeah. I can do this. I mean, the power of being able to do that through one song, in fact, through only like a line, (laughs) you know, you hear it and you're there, right? I'm there. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, Fiona. Exactly. (laughs) So that power. So, oh yeah, I, I felt, I still, Still wish I still want to be Aretha Franklin. Oh, I don't I think just, that ever oh, went. <laughs> she's just, I mean, amazing. yeah. And and who do you feel now? You know, on the scene because you, you know you're, you're also a journalist, so you, I you, am. you get to see and hear lots and lots of artists, female artists, instrumentalists, vocalists, and who do you feel who's shining through? I was going to say other than yourself, but you are already a shining star. You're oh, no, shining no, through. You've shone through. For you. <laughs> So, so, well, that's so the truth, isn't it? You're a multi-award winning. So oh, I think you, I think you pretty, you know, you've you've definitely earned your place there. Okay. So. Can we just chat every day, Colette? Could I perhaps yes, just chat every day? Can you just say anywhere. stuff let's, like that every day? Let's get the kettle off here. We yeah, can just honestly. Chat every day. <laughs> no. That's oh, what happens when you're in lockdown. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm talking to someone today, and she's amazing, and this is. I know, and she's saying do, lovely things. We don't get, we don't get to go out anymore, do we? Or you no. know, it's. No, and I do miss that. Um, but I, you know, I think that's one thing with, with the journalism work I do has been incredible. Is kind of yeah. finding you know these other women, these yes. incredible artists, and and yeah. kind of you know exploring well, what you know what are they about? What are they yeah. doing? Yeah. You know, and, and they're all and they amazing. must look up to you. They would be like, well, we all, we do look up to you because it's like you know um, it's multi-award winning and you've been doing this a long time you you know you've earned your stripes you well, know what you're doing you well have, you, you know mastered um you you know you really have mastered it oh god well gosh thank and you for people especially you know young a lot of younger people coming up and and they're they're still finding their way and and for, for you you know for them to meet you and it's like, oh wow the, you can teach them so much you know you are, on, on well honestly <laughs> far too kind but do, do you know what i'm i'm I've always been passionate about supporting and helping other people. And I think of one of the things that I get upset about the most yeah. is seeing someone who doesn't believe in themselves or doesn't believe oh, they can I achieve know. You something. You want to shake them. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I know, you know, um, so many I know, people. I know so many people like that who doubt themselves. I know. Like, and I, Just and get I've, on and do it. You're brilliant. You yeah. Know? And who cares and, what anybody else thinks? Well, exactly. But sometimes, you know, a kind word, a nice article. Sometimes there's, there's actually reasonably small things that you can do to help people. So, so that's what I love about kind of the journalism work I do. And as I say, I don't, I'm not one of those, I'm not a journalist to, to critique yeah, you know, I, I won't write about someone. Yeah, you know what? Oh. I'm with you on that because number one, well, well that doesn't help, and it's only yeah, an opinion, yeah. and you don't need to give that opinion. I always, and I can see you all look for the good <laughs> in oh, something yes. because we're all different. Everybody's different, and so everybody shows something different, which is something you can really pick up on and go, "Wow, you're doing that. That's great," and and really, you know, bring it out in them. Oh, absolutely. And I do hate that. And you see that on social media all the time. It's like, if you, you know, and obviously, you know, there's some music I don't like, but do I feel the need you to don't tell need, the world? You don't need no. to say you're a pile of shit. You, always, you know, oh. you just don't have to like it. You don't have to say anything. That's why, you know, exactly. like the likes of X Factor, I think I've only ever oh. watched it once. I, can't I couldn't do it. Can't bear do it. it because <laughs> those, number one, I don't know why they put themselves out there just to be yeah, criticized yeah, like that. Yeah. I think, come on, you know, yeah, and they yeah. think it's the whole world. And if they yeah. don't get into X yeah. Factor, it's all over. No, uh-huh. it's not. You can do it. 
but you know the way they're so cruel sometimes and I think why I know it's, it's the part of the show but it's just so I just think it's just horrible it's horrible. awful and yeah and crushing I have... somebody's dream up there it's oh, just yeah. like that power you know do we it's need awful. to mention his name and I just think <laughs> that's just evil well it I really understand. is and I tell you what that really hit home for me because I used to work in education um and I stopped um oh gosh five years ago I think uh, and, and I had students and they'd come and interview and audition and you'd ask them kind of what their what their goals were like what, yeah. what their dreams are and why do you want to kind of study your music at this college yeah. and they they started coming in saying my goal is to be on x factor Oh, don't. I can't Honestly, bear it. and I was like, what? You know, it. but they were deadly serious. They For them, they thought they'd made it if they could get on X Factor. That's exactly the sad thing. And it, But it's not just that. It's some of the parents and the family right behind them thinking it's the best thing since sliced bread. And if you don't get on this, you failed. And it's like my last chance. I'd be like, just, you know, go, go and sing in a pub. Do it yourself. You don't it's, need to, you don't yeah. need that kind of platform to dictate no. you and tell and validate you. No, it's oh yeah. Honestly, guys, don't get me started. I yeah, I'm 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 very. I was scouted actually that. wants to go on the X Factor. Were you? I had a friend who was the same. Yeah, I, um, I just obviously yeah. said no. Yeah, of course. But, um, I was very polite and I actually said to him, "Oh, I'm very flattered." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm very flattered, but uh, no thanks, but thank you. But well, they're, the they're you very can't persistent. Just say no. <laughs> Do you know they're very persistent? You know. Oh, really? so they'll, they'll contact they'll email an email and just say oh just come and meet the producers and they say things we can guarantee you um might have to cut this part but we can guarantee you to be in the top five we can yeah. guarantee you to be in the top three yeah i had no, a friend saying that it's, it's like this yeah it's horrendous not horrendous no. horrible horrible show it's yes, it, it's just like the you. the old the old days you know with the romans thumbs up thumbs down yes. send them to the lions horrible. It's, it's so cruel and the thing is i think the creative arts industry and i include kind of you know theater and you know all the all the different creative arts it, it can be an incredibly unhealthy environment anyway That's you know right. it's so hard and you have to be so disciplined and you have to be so tough yeah. so you've already got criticism and all those different things you've got to yeah. you know put up with without adding another layer of kind of x yeah. factor into it yeah i know it's it's hugely damaging to kind it of is. young artists is that still going that show i think so oh yeah because there's a few isn't there britain's got talent oh, which that can be oh. anything but that can be you can be same thing well. isn't it same what, thing yeah. you're putting you know they're putting themselves out there yeah to to believe that they can you know yeah no it's awful whatever and then oh go no, to the awful. lions send them to the lions it's awful yeah, it is <laughs> you know um but um well we're not going on x factor are we Fiona? no we're definitely not <laughs> Simple, simple as that. Do, yeah. you, do you feel, because you've been around a while now, and, and, and do you feel um, it's hard for females to, to shine through in, in such a still a male-dominated scene? Or do you feel, you know, the guys are a little bit more, um, you know, supportive now? I think it's, I mean, I think it's changed and it's getting yeah. better, yeah. Uh, without a doubt. And I think what's interesting is I think, you know, for younger artists, there's, there's some pressure um, on on young men as well uh, on yeah. on their looks and so on. Whereas that used to be very much a female dominated. You needed to be stick thin, look yeah. a certain way. Yeah, yeah. I think quite often men. I've spoken to some young men who they feel that pressure now because all they see is perfect male bodies on on uh, kind of male covers. So right. I think there's a little bit of that. But no, for, yeah, it's absolutely still an issue for women. We still seem to have to 
prove ourselves more. Um, and in fact, there's a couple of articles that have come out this week about, you know, um, sexual harassment is still, you know, happening. Yeah. We're still having to fight for our place. I mean, I think what, what's amazing, there's a lot more support out there for us as women. There's yeah. a lot more amazing organizations, shows like you do. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot more of a community feel now, whereas I think we feel as a, as a female collective, if you like, I think yeah. we feel a lot more empowered than yeah. we used to but yeah. you know we're still looking at you know at well when we were gigging lineups that were not 50 50 where there's still not enough women out there and I think that's yeah. in front and behind I mean you know I see this in my journalism um where you know most of the publications in UK and the US are straight white male dominated yeah. there's there's not many female writers out there and I think so I think it's every angle you know the more female writers we have the more they're likely to write about women and yeah. get promotion of women um so I think yeah. it's definitely getting better but yes it is still we've still got I think we've still got quite a way to go we've a way to go you yeah. know um sadly and, yeah uh, and hopefully not be you know, a novelty either, you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's seen as a novelty if they get up and play the sax or... Yeah, well, and this is... Like, what, yeah, you know? yeah, and this is the problem, I think, with the kind of... And I'm, I don't disagree with it, but when, you know, the festivals and the kind of... Um, uh, there's a consortium that have agreed to have a kind of 50-50 split um of kind of uh for a gender split for kind of festivals and things which is amazing but it you know it still has to be good and what you don't want is you know this tick box oh yeah i've got five women five men done it's like yeah. you're kind of missing the point of it yeah. women are fabulous yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. not about just because we're a woman you yeah, know we're, we're, we're also yeah it's still got to be about that talent and there's enough of us out there you know they just need to look <laughs> you basically know, women need to rule the world well you, there wouldn't yeah, be any well. wars if we were <laughs> all in power well, in the last few years um mm. we'd, we've really noticed there's been a whole new jazz surge of um new wave jazz and it's really progressed it's progressing lots across genres and mm. it's really the whole jazz world has just become so much more popular it's almost going back to 100 years ago you know when it mm. all started it's just become really really popular who do you feel has been at the forefront of that oh gosh I think there's I think there's many many uh, amazing artists out there at the moment and again I think it depends on which area yeah. you know because I think that's what's wonderful is you've got that cross kind of collaborative genre thing yeah. going on so you've got some jazz with some hip-hop yeah uh, you know or you've got um you know some free jazz and, and this yeah. whole variety I mean for example um I don't know if you know Jay Frisco um Jay Frisco yeah. these incredible incredible women yeah. um I mean a real force to be reckoned with um who have really been coming into their own in the past couple of years yeah and, you know I think they're leaders I mean you know it's not free jazz is not necessarily my type of thing no but it, but that's irrelevant you know it's yeah. you know they are really you know bringing I think the younger generation if you like yeah. sound old now um which, which is great because they're bringing them they're yeah they're the 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 gaining the interest from a younger generation who then can learn where you know where jazz started and yeah, how it's evolved how it's progressed yeah and introduce them as well to the you know original you know, jazz, bebop, you know, taken back yeah. to history. So it's it's all great, you know. 
Oh, that, absolutely. And, um, you know, and I think what's good with them, for example, is, you know, um, they also bring in different types of art under that heading of jazz. Yeah. So kind of dance and yes. kind of graphic and kind of all that, all those different visual elements, which yeah. I think is, is more uh, accessible um, for a younger generation. So I think that, yeah, that, that, that as an example, the kind of work they do is incredible. But then you've got, you yeah, know, there's so many other amazing musicians out there. Claire Cope, I was listening to her the other day, an amazing you know, pianist that, yeah. um, uh, her recent album was phenomenal. Um, I, I could list you loads, which I'm more, I'm more than happy to do. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, Jihali. <laughs> have, have you done any online gigs? No, I've not no. done any. No. How do you feel about them? Well, I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, um, but too. I think I would, and, and I think this is what um, sort of solidified it in, in many respects for me. I was um, speaking to an incredible female artist called Camille Thurman, who's, I don't yeah. know if you know her, yeah, she asked another fierce woman. Um, but we were talking about kind of online gigs and performances. And, yeah. and, and she just said something really quite simple. She said, but where's the artistry? Yeah, I know. You know, if you're in your living room, Mm. um where's the artistry no i i'm, I'm with you on it i'm torn i'm yeah. torn in the sense that i don't want venues c- to completely uh, collapse so i want to yeah. support them and but at the same time i find it soulless and i may as well be doing a um sound check yeah i want to i you know we want to be with the audience want to communicate with them right yeah, what is that engagement and i think that's engagement. the thing and, and i've seen so many people do it no artistry you're absolutely right oh it's, you know no artistry there uh, yeah and as much as i could you know obviously i'm a pianist yeah you know, i could stick a camera on i could perform yeah. a few songs at my piano but that's not what i'm about you know I'm, I, you know, I'm about I'm, I'm the same you know we want to interact with people see their yeah. faces and and for me also with my band you yeah. know it's it's like the other musicians that i adore working with um, but I mean, having said that, I do appreciate, obviously, you know, you need an income, you know, you and, an and, income. and if that's the I, only way you can do it, do then it. you need exactly. to do it. And also, I want to be able to, uh, I know I'm not literally doing it, I'm saying I want other people to support venues <laughs> by doing it. But, sure. you know, I, I, that side of it, I just think that's important. So it's, it's, I, I'm the same as you, very torn, mm. but I just don't fancy doing any of it. I did an Instagram live. And that's, that was oh, quite fun because, well, at least you get people, if you do Instagram live, uh, Instagram live gigs, yeah. you get people, Fiona, do, sending you little messages. Yeah. So you feel a little bit like you're in, more engaging. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you tried that because you might yeah. like that because i've not done it no Is well it good? You, you could do that so you just put your phone up you, you go onto instagram live you get on your piano and you can talk to people because they'll message you back there and okay. then so that was quite fun but i only did it once and that was enough i'll be like yeah i wasn't well really... i can't stand silence you know and i did this like i've had to give a couple of presentations for some things and i've noticed that you know even if you kind of you, know, you say something and then you kind of give people five minutes to comment um yeah. but no one says anything i can't wait five minutes <laughs> uh, so i said i'm gonna give you five minutes and then 30 seconds in i'm like yeah i can't i can't do the silence no, i'm carry saying on. with you it's, it's about <laughs> engaging and you're yeah. right I, that's exactly it where's the artistry yeah and I wonder what Aretha Franklin would have thought if someone had well, said to you, you've got to do an Instagram gig or, or uh, you know, a complete well, online gig. I, I bet she would have been a right diva. She would have said, I don't think so. Well, that's the thing. I'm kind of thinking, would she do it? I don't think no, she would. She wouldn't. I don't. But you know what? I have to say, which is what but then she was didn't interesting. Need the money, but, no, well, no. But you know what I saw? And it kind of... I'll be honest, the first couple I saw I found quite depressing and then yeah, they grew on I me. Did. But Ricky Lee Jones, 
No, I'm a, I was brought up, my, my kind of elder brother was a, a big Ricky Lee Jones fan. And as yeah. a songwriter, she's been a huge influence on me. And she did, I think first when the lockdown started, she did it on my gig. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is incredible. I can, I can, I can go and see Ricky Lee Jones. Yeah. But, but. It, I, oh, I found it depressing. I'm like, what, why are you sitting in your living room? But to be fair to her, um, after I think about three or four, they were actually really good. Yeah. And I think she, because I think, as with all of us, I think she was probably uncomfortable with this is not probably, my, yeah, exactly. this is not my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but then they became really good. And I actually loved being able to see Ricky Lee Jones and she talked through her songs. And yeah. um, so I, I found that interesting that someone of her stature would do it. Yeah. I mean, it's quite a few people. I mean, even, you know, Nora Jones has been doing them on mm. Instagram lives, um, even Lady Gaga. But mm. The thing is, the problem with um, this whole online thing as well, it's people's concentration. They, yeah. they watch it and then they'll watch somebody else. It's not yeah. the same. The concentration span is just. Yeah, it's not the same. It's not the same. And also the sound quality isn't as great. And No. And as you say, the artistry, if you're on a stage and you're performing, I mean, however fabulous your house is, unless you've got, you know, millions yeah. and millions. It's not the same. It's not, it's not the same. a venue. Not. You haven't got a stage. You haven't got a set. You know, um, it, and that's part of the performance. Surely. And also, the energy that runs through you mm. on stage. You know that. You know that the electric electricity, the your vibration. Oh, absolutely. Lives, you know your adrenaline. You it's you know it's yeah, and it's all part of that artistry. It's like you know, you as an artist is uh, you know many different things, and you actually can't have all those things in an online performance. You know, some no. things are missing. It is a worry. And I have to say the number of people who have um, kind of not not in our in our creative field that have just said to me, yeah, oh, yeah, you can just do it online now. I think I'm going to hit someone if I oh, hear that again. <laughs> you know, and also, exactly. And also, it's great to release music and that's all good. Yeah. And I think people should keep doing that. But, mm. you know, it's it's yeah, you release music and then with the excitement, where well, was the excitement of going to perform it? Where's yeah. the, the yeah. you know, they can buy your record, but where's the appreciation of you know being there live and yeah well this has helped me up because I should have released my next album by now so Fiona yes please when are you releasing more music because you just as all the critics say just keep releasing the best music <laughs> honestly so you are far too nice. it's the truth though I speak the truth so when's it when when what's holding you back because you were going to release another album what's holding you back well I kind of my plan you know whether it worked or not was always to kind of try and do one year whilst yeah. I have all these ideas in my head and, and yeah. who knows down the line if I'll still have them but at the moment there's material in my head and I'm happy yeah. to write yeah so I wanted to release in November yeah but obviously we yeah, we came into lockdown in March so I didn't finish writing it I thought okay right. was because I what I don't want to do is have this album recorded ready to go yeah. and then not be able to perform it well um, yeah, yeah I know. you know and that's what I know I can release it and I can you know yeah but for me it's like but I, I would get frustrated if I had all this stuff and we kind feel, of got yeah. in the studio and then couldn't do anything with it so yeah. I kind of held back a bit but I have to say uh, after Christmas I'm like you know what I can't I, I need to do this do um, it anyway. It doesn't yeah. mean that you can't, you know, perform it live. I mean, people will all we're all adapting and people yeah. understand that album was, you know, made even if it was made by the time this is all over two years ago. Are you sure? it now? I think, you know, it's like when films are made, you know, James Bond is still, you know, that was made yes. two years ago now. It's still not out. I, I just think it's just the way it is. You know, it, yeah. And I 
Yeah, and for me, it was like, no, look, this is actually you want to hear I more. I want, yeah. I need to do this. So yes, yeah, so I've almost finished writing. So the plan is that I'm, uh, we start rehearsals and start recording in March. That's fantastic. So and we... I thought I can gig in the in the outside. I thought by the time actually we're ready, if if, if we haven't got venues, I'm like yeah. I'm going to just go in a field <laughs> and I'll get my band and I'll just do it there. Yes, yeah, Sophia. So we're going to play some of your music today for everyone. And uh, they're going to absolutely love it. Thank and you. So which, tell us about the track we're going to play today. Okay, well, Fierce and Non-Compliant um, mm. is, uh, it's the title track from my um, most recent album. Yeah, which is fantastic. Uh, no, thank you. Um, and I think for this one, I was, um, and it's a funny story, really, because, and this was ages ago, um, I found um, a quote on Twitter uh, and it said fierce and non-compliant. Right. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's fabulous. And I just retweeted yeah. it. And I don't know who said it. It was literally one of those, you, know, you see those, those kind of just um, a little flyer that has a quote on it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fabulous. And then someone said, oh, that's a great name for it an album. It is fantastic, though. And that I was like, really oh, Joy, it is a great name for an album. And I said, right, I'm going to call my next album fierce and non-compliant. <laughs> so so I had this in my yeah. head that, okay, that's what the next album's going to be called. But then I started to worry when I'd written most of the album thinking, well, I don't want people thinking I'm being some arrogant, sassy kind of <laughs> diva, you know, because, um, you know, and that concerned me because I think the word fierce, um, I think as women, we actually perceive that as a compliment, as a kind yeah, of. Absolutely. You know, but some people. You're can fierce, that, yeah, Well, you know, but then I think some people, you know, can come across as arrogant. So, yeah. so this particular song, I thought, okay, well, I better write a song that explains it, explains what I mean by fierce and non-compliant. Yeah. So that's what this song is. It's actually um, talking about, you know, people say that I'm fierce and non-compliant, but actually I'm just doing my thing. If, if that means I'm fierce, I, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe I am, but yeah. I'm I'm just doing my thing uh and I think and it's the only song fantastic song thank you and I actually use um and it did make me giggle because I actually say hashtag me in it <laughs> love that I love that hashtag me because well, I do that on Twitter because I hate you know we have to self-promote and do all yeah. this and it's yeah you know, and yes I do it but I hate it we, listen we all do it yeah we do it and it makes me giggle every time but we've got to do it we're all we do. business we've got to you know earn a living it's yes and, that, and that's the way it is now it is so yeah no, so sometimes that's... I just put hashtag me on a tweet because yeah. I'm kind of like look this is it's about me <laughs> yeah. I love it I can't wait um for everybody well everyone has heard it but more people to hear it and it's a real honor to play it on Thank the show you. and um and I just want to say you know everybody to please you know go to Fiona's Instagram page which is Fifi underscore Ross and that's the same on Twitter, isn't it? Oh, it's just Fiona Ross on Twitter. Uh, oh, God, see, I should know that, shouldn't I? Yeah, one's Fifi Ross and one's Fief Ross. But yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if you type in Fiona Ross and then jazz on Google, all of my stuff comes up. All the stuff comes up. And we'll have that. We'll have all Fiona's information on our show notes at the end anyway. And now, Fiona, I know you must have quite mm. a few funny gig stories. <laughs> Yes, I probably do. (laughs) Give us Um, one, share it with us. Oh, a gig story. Um, um, I think that's what I had, um, and this was kind of ages, and I don't know if it's that funny, it was funny to me at the time, but I did this, um, it was kind of one of my early jazz gigs, and I was playing with these amazing musicians, and I was, I think, was I 
16 or something I was really wow. young so I didn't have a clue what I was doing at all but, but these musicians naturally. were well yeah. <laughs> but these musicians were amazing uh and um and we did and they were proper kind of jazz musos at the, you know, yeah. the time they were kind of like you know and I, I was completely out of my depth uh, and they said we're going to do my favorite things uh and um and, and so I started seeing my favorite things and like it went on for 30 minutes 30 minutes <laughs> and I those like, jazz musicians got carried yeah, away in all the instruments yeah. all the solos that's why yeah and I was kind of like oh, okay so yeah, yeah and I was a bit concerned but this guy came up um in the <laughs> while I was kind of warbling away and improvising this guy came up and he was really really drunk really drunk and he just came up and he's like I love your teeth I love your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, um, I love that. thank you. And he said, I love them so much. Can you play Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> oh, always one. There's always one. And I one. was like, yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't think we do that one. <laughs> it was like, it was, so we did this epic kind of my favourite things and the audience reaction was, Teeth are good. Can you play something else? <laughs> Cheeky bastards. Well, they're all, they, what would they know anyway? Oh, I love that. I love though then you went, the song went on for 30 minutes and, and you're standing there waiting for them all to do their 10 minute solos. Well, yeah, and, you know, uh, and as a singer, I didn't know what I was doing. So yeah, but I'm now like, you know. want you just say to them, move on. Well, no, well now Oi, I know. Move on. <laughs> But I've had, I'm quite, I was quite often, you know, because I just used to give anything a go. And yeah. I remember if I had another one quickly, you might find amusing. And I, I was a backing vocalist and I was 15 then. I was a backing vocalist for a, a 1950s wow. rock and roll band called yeah. Rocking Willie and the Y Fronts. <laughs> and, oh we had, wow. and we actually did the whole festival circuit. And I was kind of, I remember getting in these vans and kind of turning up in a field on a stage. Uh, and there was quite big crowds. And it was, again, not my scene. I knew nothing about 1950s rock and roll. And I was just doing backing vocals. And there was this one gig and there was about, um, I'd say at least a thousand people. And the lead guy um, didn't turn up, didn't turn up at all. Uh, and so it was like, you're going to have to do it. Wow, I love You're gonna have this. To, I love yeah, but, like but I was, but I was like, no, no. Well, firstly, no. So, secondly, you know, girls don't sing 1950 rock and roll. This was yeah. Great Balls of Fire, Blue Side yeah. Shoes. Love I'm it. like, it's not gonna work. And they were like, you know, give it. It'll be fine. Just do it. And I was like, well, okay. So I ended up doing it, but everyone hated it. <laughs> I, I could they tell didn't. they were these hardcore kind of rock and roll fans, and it was like, why is there a woman singing Great Balls? Great Balls of you should write a book, Fiona. Well. <laughs> no, seriously, you should. Definitely. Oh. <laughs> what do you do to look after your voice? I bet you're one of these people who just don't, mm, don't do anything. Well, I'm not as good as I should be. I think yeah. I know what I should do. Yeah, um, but you don't do it. Lazy. Uh, well, lazy. Um, well it's, I, is it lazy? I, I guess it probably is. I think if, I, if I've if i got something coming up, then I'm yeah. really good. So if I if I have a gig, for example, um, you know, then I that I do, I will warm up, you know, uh, for at least an hour beforehand. Oh, so that, if I'm actually brilliant. performing, I'm I'm quite disciplined about it. But at the moment, I'm not. You're not. Uh, That's what I mean. Loads of my vocalist friends just like mm, lazy, not doing anything. Yeah, just lazy. Yeah, and it's like anything. It's an instrument. You've got to warm it up. Except, you know, yeah. You know Emma Smith, don't you? Yes. Um, yes. I, I mean, I find her fascinating the way she scats. Yes. The way Emma, yeah. way Emma scats, but her 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 discipline. Mm. It's like a discipline. I was like, bloody yeah. hell. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, and, and it's like most people just are literally drinking tea and watching Netflix, right? Yeah. Now. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I used to, I, I, and generally as a person, I'm very disciplined, but yeah, you know, the lockdown has changed kind of yeah, um, the way I do things. Yeah. I would hope that, you know, when we do get back to some kind of normality, I mean, in fact, I've got, I've just arranged today, I've got to do a live session. Right. Um, I'm doing a recording and it's going, going off for a radio show. Uh, and I was booking it and, and I spoke to the studio and they were like, oh yeah, next week. And I was like, oh no, 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 no. I haven't sung for weeks. Well, you better get <laughs> bloody practicing. But yes. you will just open your mouth and just this amazingness will come out. So well, you, you, won't you need to really worry. are too fabulous. But Thank that's you. great. So you do that live session. And where can we hear this? Where can the audience? Oh well, yeah, I was only asked um, this morning actually, um, yeah. and I and she's not going to announce it yet, but I think it'll come out soon. Um, and they're doing these kind of almost live sessions, so it's like a, an hour, I believe, kind of um, show, uh, yeah. but a half an hour of that is a live set from someone. So I'm going to go and brilliant. record a live set, and then it'll be kind of uploaded onto that. So I'm oh, I'm really excited about That's it because really I'm like, excellent. oh, I'm performing. That's excellent. I I need to listen to that. And also tell us about your new organisation. Because this is fabulous. Oh, thank you. Um, Yes, Women in Jazz Media. Um, And again, this is, you know, uh, what I call classic fee manoeuvre. I just got this idea. You know, and I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm just going to do this. And, and and a few things happened on a particular day. And I was looking at kind of jazz publications uh, and it was all straight white older men. Uh, and I, you know, I was just like, I've had enough of this. I'm just, I'm going to set up a Facebook page. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know. So I set up this Facebook page thinking, and I just was thinking it wouldn't be great to have a community of women, the female writers, the photographers, you know, everyone in kind of the media side of things, just as a, you know, a nice little community. Um, and um, so I set up this Facebook page and it's, it's ju- it just went crazy in, a, in an amazing way really quickly. And I started getting kind of messages from female writers all over the world saying, I've been looking for something like this. This is amazing. Uh, and in fact, I've got this is an incredible writer in China. And she messaged me quite early on and said, I actually think I'm the only female jazz writer in all of China. And Stop I was it. like... What she says, I've been doing this for kind of six, seven years. I, I have never met another female jazz writer in China. And, and it was comments like that that I'm like, right, OK, well, this is bigger than me just setting up a Facebook page. Um, so amazing. Oh, am I, am I, am I, do I, what do I need to do for that Facebook page? I need, I need to go on Facebook more. So I just follow it. Do I join? Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Post anything you like, join in or kind of, yeah, absolutely. Because I, I follow, I follow that on Twitter. So. Oh yeah. No, thank you. Yes. Oh yeah. We've had, we haven't been on Twitter very long, but yeah, Facebook, because I think we've got over a thousand uh, people on there now. Oh my God. I know it's become this, and it's the most amazing thing. Um, and and that's all down to you. That's well. Well, you've done that. Well, honestly, though, to really be fair, is. I just set up a page and then it's everyone else that's kind of made it this wonderful thing. And, you know, and I emailed, I thought, okay, well, what are we really about? And I kind of thought about a mission statement and kind of, well, actually, it's just like, ultimately we want a, a more diverse jazz industry. Yeah. You know, we want to see, yeah, you know, so it's not about women being, you know, 100% of, of all the writers are women. It's about, you know, having a properly equal and diverse environment but also a healthy one you know and also like if you if you're a woman and you want to start writing well where do you go how do you get into that um and yes i thought you are i'm going to message a load of publications so i sent out this email to kind of um about 15 of the kind of top 10 jazz publications uh, just explaining that i've just started this page here's what i'm looking to do would be great to have your support and they all said yes 
That's amazing. And it was so it's it's become this amazing thing. Um, I, but honestly, all I did was this Facebook page. And, and now there's a tick with there's 15 of us in the team. And we've got we're doing some mentoring. We've got oh photography God. workshops. And You're we, joking. This oh, is incredible. I, I have to say, uh, but I really cannot take the credit. I just set up a page. It's, it's well, no, everyone that's been involved. Credit. You totally instigated it all. That's amazing. Well, I need to get on Facebook today and uh, join. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, because what I do, and I say, we, you know, we, now that we've got a team, it's going to be slightly easier. Um, I just have, I have a spreadsheet and every time I see God, a woman in hell. jazz, yeah. <laughs> every time I, I put, I, I copy the links and, and whoever that is onto my spreadsheet and then I promote them. Oh, um, bless you. You know, I love about you. You're such, you know, you like me. I love to really be advocates for women and to really encourage women and to support other women you know and I, oh, that's yeah. that's very 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 important no well thank you but you know I think you know and this is I say this to people all the time it's not as hard as we think you know because no. you know just replying to a tweet just sharing an article yeah. just you know popping I'm a, a bit lazy is. like that though because I don't go on social media that much oh I, I spend far too much time and don't it's not that I, I particularly that. like that and I'm not that kind of person um but for me it's it's a really simple way to yeah. make a difference to other people yeah. you know sharing a song sharing yeah, you know an article right. sharing a photo or even just a photo you know and quite often I see uh, women in particular maybe changing their profile pic uh, and, I, and I know the pressure that is when you're when you're putting an image out there of you for some women that's a big deal you know yeah. and, and the process that that's probably gone through is like you know do I look good enough do I look thin enough do I look all those ridiculous things oh, that we go through but just just a like and go you look fabulous you're such a wonderful bundle of positive energy. <laughs> oh, I love you. You're amazing. I can't wait to actually meet you in the oh, flesh. Don't, honestly, I really, um, I, yeah, I cannot wait. We'll, we'll have a nice, nice couple of glasses of wine. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I can, I'd, I'd love to actually come and watch you perform. That'd be oh, amazing. and likewise, honestly, really I love, love your work. I, I absolutely really love, love your work. Oh, bless you. <laughs> I love you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Non-compliant, that's what they say. There's a non-compliant, that's who I am today. Gonna set the world on fire, I've seen it written down. They make me sound like something, I'm just doing my thing. They make me sound all sassy, and maybe that's true. You're trying to do your thing makes you sassy, who knew? I'm trying to keep my head down and go with the flow, go with the flow, go with the flow. But you know. That's how I'm painted today A glamorous exterior and a powerhouse So fabulous, so fabulous I'm not afraid of failing, I just give what I got But I am afraid of people thinking I'm something I'm not So do you really see me? Is this who I am, who I am, who I am? But you
the incredible, beautiful Fiona Ross. And we heard her track, Fierce and Non-Compliant. What a beautiful voice. It just stands out alone and uh, just can't really compare it to any other vocalist I know. Guys, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much. And it's actually the last show in this series. Um, but don't worry, the next series is coming soon. And thank you to the gorgeous Fiona. Um, links to her website and all her information are in the show notes. Sisters in the Shadows is a Pod People production and was presented by me, Coletti 3Ds. <laughs> Thanks to the gorgeous Jake and the gorgeous Mikey for the button pushing and knob twiddling. Remember to follow the Sisters in the Shadows guest and influence playlist on Spotify and please, please help support the Nord of Robins music therapy charity any way you can. Where would we be without music? Now guys, I'm off for a couple of weeks because I've got to rehearse for my one-woman show, which is all about Janis Joplin, and uh, which opens at the Golden Goose Theatre in London on May the 25th. So it'd be great to see you guys there and follow my social media for information on tickets. Plus, I'm also doing a, a really great gig for Ooh, and that's Five O's. It's an app. Download it. Five O's. Ooh. And it's, I'm launching their studios. And, and in fact, it's the very, very first of its kind. The new music venue specifically engineered for streaming. And it's really great. So I'm going to be doing a gig there on the 8th of April where we are, well, we will be giving away some uh, tickets to come and see Janice. And uh, plus the launch in my new single from the album Lost and my new single is called Lost Soul so a uh, very busy lady that night but I'd love you to join and um, see and win some tickets to come and see Janice that'd be amazing I've got some amazing guest hosts stepping in for me while I'm off um, started with one of my absolute favourites um, the gorgeous multi-talented award-winning Sharice Adams Burnett who kicks off series 3 which is out on Friday, April the 2nd. So, yeah, we'll be seeing you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mwah. Loads of love. Bye.